Hello, my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue Radio. My name is Sarah Jane. And Terrence Gibbs. And today, it's an It's Time to Talk About It segment. So sit down, get your tea and something, because, you know. Let's talk about it. Gotta talk about it. Let's talk <laughs> about the... That's, you know, yeah. Okay. Not that one. Okay. <laughs> If y'all have any comments, questions, or concerns about this podcast, please contact us in the links below. Thank you very much. See ya. Bye-bye. If you are at all interested in supporting Rogue Radio, if you like what we do, if you like what we are putting out for you and all the information that we give, we have a GoFundMe. Every donation that we do receive will be put towards missions and also the expansion of our YouTube channel and our anchor. Missions is something that me and my husband believe in. We want to help people overseas and seeing that there are many countries that do listen to this podcast, we want to be able to give back to you as well. And giving into missions and mission work and missionaries is something that we want to do. Our GoFundMe page will also be in the description below, so be sure to click and donate. Thank you very much. We love you very much. Yeah, I'm sitting here with my husband, so what are we talking about? Well, my wonderful, beautiful wife. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we are going to be talking about what the family structure looks like and what it's supposed to be to what it is now. Really? Yes. Interesting. Are there um, mental effects... With a broken family. Absolutely. There's some. There's a lot of things that go into that. Yeah. And number one. So we're going to talk about three things. Three things that. In a family structure you must have. Number one. You must have a father in the home. What's the importance of a father, though? The importance of a father is he brings structure to the home. Now, I know there's a lot of people on this podcast that probably say, oh, well, like... Everybody has different lifestyles. Everyone have, has different lifestyles, and I completely understand. I completely understand that there's a lot of women out here who are raising two or three kids by themselves, and their father just left their kids and left them. I completely understand that. A woman has to do what a woman has to do. And I respect every single woman. There's single fathers out there, too. There's single fathers out there, too. But I'm just, I'm I'm giving a shout-out to my women out here (laughs) who are fighting... 
to raise their children the best they can and i give you props to that that's absolutely amazing you're you're amazing and keep doing that but if there was a father in the home you women out there y'all wouldn't have to do so much Mm-hmm. Y'all wouldn't have to do so much. And let's be honest, there's a lot of men out here who need to step up to the plate. There's a lot of men out there because they didn't have fathers to show them how to be men. There's a lot of women out there who are struggling because of that. Mm-hmm. And kids who are struggling because of that. So, let's start from the beginning. Number one, the father. The father in, in the home is supposed to be the leader. He's supposed to be the one the the protector, the provider. He's the one who's supposed to hold everything together. The woman, the wife, the nurturer. She's supposed to nurture the kids. She's supposed to comfort the husband. She's the maker, she's of, the the maker of the home. And she's the one that controls the atmosphere. Yes, she's the one that controls the atmosphere. Make sure the house is clean. Make sure everything is in order. Can I just say how powerful that is? Because I know a lot of women are like really feminist now. Like, oh, I, I don't need no man or I don't need to be a wife. It's not always being like that old saying like being barefoot pregnant and in the kitchen. That's not what it's all about. It's about being that person that creates comfort in the home. And um, I learned this you know, after I got married to my husband. And for a while, I didn't know what my real role was. I knew I had to learn how to cook. It's still a work in progress, but um, one day I just kind of sat down after I cleaned and I'm like, you know what, I feel really good that I cleaned the house. And I realized like, I'm the maker of the atmosphere. Whatever my husband feels, I am responsible for when he gets home, when he feels like, you know, I always say like a cluttered space is a cluttered mind. So if he's stressed out when he gets home, that's my responsibility to deflect in so many words. It's, it's my responsibility to make sure that he doesn't have to worry too much when he gets home. Um, I'm the maker of the atmosphere, meaning like, you gotta make the house smell nice. Gotta make the house look good. You know, everybody loves a clean space. It makes you feel good. It makes you confident. And when my husband gets home and he feels good, I feel good. I'm the one that makes the mood, basically. And, you know, yes, I'm the nurturer. And yes, I'm the um, caretaker as well. But... I like the fact that I can control, like, make or break the atmosphere in the home. But anyway, back to you. And that's really good. And I really appreciate that my wife does that because she's right. It does help me. Um, definitely after I work a long day and I come home, the house smells good. You know, everything's, you know, in order. It does make the process um, a little bit easier. But... Um, so yeah, the father, um, also for the wife, you know, the husband is supposed to, um, you know, I know a lot of women out here, they, there's a, we have a lot of women who just search for men for, for money and 
different things that are not being with them because you you just want yeah child. just because you want child support or different things like that and trust me there's a lot out there that do that and you know there's some out there that really want a true man's man a man that will get up or bright and early to crack a dawn and will work and will you know bring the bacon home and not just that about working but a man's character of what he values and what he believes in and I think that's what women should look at as a man if they're dating and potentially want to marry a man who what about his character how is he gonna raise the children up you know and I think that's what women should look for in a father and in a in a husband and the man of their household <clears throat> so number one the lack of fathers in the homes today is the result of, I will crap you not, 50% of mental health. Mm. We, I, I was raised, man, I'm just speaking for myself. I was raised with just my mom. Me and my sister were raised with just my mom. And my mom was a great mom. Wasn't a perfect mom, but she was a great mom. Mm-hmm. Um, we never once... We never once went without eating. We never once. We always had a place to stay. And there was times she made sacrifices for us. And, you know, we were always taken care of. But the thing is, I also see my mom struggle a lot. And, you know, if there was a male, a father, if my father was there or um, even my sister's father was there, we wouldn't probably have to go through as much as we wouldn't have to go through as much as insecurities that maybe I went through I don't know about my sister but I know I went through as a man um trying to find out who you are and as much as I love my mom but I was still a man and I needed a man's um direction um in order to really know who I was and uh in that whole process um I did end up having a good relationship with with my father, but those young years, you know, as you're growing older and as you're becoming a man, you needed that uh, stability and that structure in the home. Um, It just helps you a lot more in life. Um, I've noticed a lot of children today who don't have a father in the home or have a broken down household. um, Number one, they don't know who they are. Um, number two, they struggle with identity crisis. Tons. They have anger issues. Um, they lash out on their teachers. Um, they, you'll, you'll see the percentage of jail time. I mean, 50% of kids who don't have a good structure in the home of the, of the father leaving or a uh, crisis happening. Most of them will go up in foster homes and they'll have a bad track record of violence. I mean, all these line up. So... If you have two parents, a mother, a father, who structure a home with the children in it. Who set a good example. Who set a good example. And I'm not saying it has to be perfect. No, no, no. There's no there, it's not about per, being no perfect. No family is perfect at all. But that for the child's sake, a child needs the male and the female. They need both. They need both. And that's how God intended it. And some things, how society is bringing on to us now, they're saying that, 
no, we can just have one. We can just have a woman do what, what a man can do. And that's totally false to me. That's totally false. In my opinion. And I mean, being a woman and like, you have your own standard. You don't have to measure up to a man. You have your own standard. It's not always about, I can do better than what a man can. What, where's the competition? Who decided that it was a competition to be better than a man? Or for a man to be better than a woman? We are completely different genders, completely different creatures with completely different responsibilities. No one can do what a woman can do and no one can do what a man can do. It's well, I think well, not to cut different. you off, not to cut you off, babe, but I think a lot of um, kids hear their mother, mm-hmm. who's a single mother, as they're growing up, saying, "Oh, men aren't crap. Men aren't nothing. Don't don't depend on no man." So then, as that child grows up, definitely particularly, particularly, particularly females. Mm-hmm. They have a hard time trusting in a man Mm -hmm. if a man was to take them on a date, if a man tries to pursue them because they have their mother in their ear seeing what she went through with men. So they're thinking as they get older, like, what what can a man do for me? Right. Yeah, and I get that. Um, I know just like kids are wounded, women are wounded by men. Um, I was hurt by men. I didn't trust them. I never had that man mentality to be like I'm better than a man or anything like that I just did what I needed to do um but there are women like that like men ain't crap men don't mean anything fathers don't mean anything to them sometimes and it's just because it comes from a place of hurt you know um I think all of us are guilty of being hurt and being um defensive in some way towards whether it be your mother or particularly your father, uh, because they weren't there. And I mean, you're definitely not alone. Um, for the first five years of my life, I didn't have a father. Um, I did have father figures in my life, like my papa, but, um, the lack of a father is always still there. The lack of something is always still present in a child's life and they know that if they don't have a father to structure the home I mean kids can sense that because a child's need is to have a mother and a father present in the home well not only that I know when I was growing up I mean I would see kids who had a a father and a mother in the home and they would sit at table and they'd eat dinner together at the table you know, I, I used to look at that and I used to say, wow, I, I want that. Mm-hmm. I want that. I want to be a father. I don't want to go through the same thing. I don't want my kids to go through what I went through. Like, no, like, I know that's how it's supposed to be. And that's what I want. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, like, yeah, like, you'll know the difference. Like, I'm pretty sure at, when you're younger, you don't know. But the older you get, you start to see, like, hold up. Like, this is not right. Like, th- this is off. Like, I this mean, is not how it should be. I remember... I think I was like eight at the time, so I guess it, I, I would I was like a little older. I remember saying like, "Mom, who is my dad?" Mm-hmm. And she she, I think she deflected like, "Oh, um, you want to know where babies come from?" I'm like, "No, I know that this father that we have now is not my real father." And then they 
set me down and they're like, Sarah, you have a different father. And that, I didn't necessarily take it seriously because I was a kid, but, you know, it was still present in my life that something, I don't know, would you say solical was missing when it comes to, like, a father? I mean, I wouldn't say it was missing because I have a stepfather that raised me. He was a good father. I'm saying when it comes to having a blood father, there's something there. I just, I for some reason, I just recognized it at that age. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of the... That, that has to be hard. Um, I know one of the great things about growing up is that you know some things you don't know until you know and I know you know my mom used to always tell me that you know I had a father and you know he wasn't around he never came around but then as I got older and I you know became a me and my father's relationship became better I come to find out that you know, she used to always tell me how my mom, how my dad wasn't, you know, crap. And, you know, my dad, you know, used to see how my mom was, she had some crazy sides to her. And I, as I got older, I saw both sides. And so it wasn't never just that one person, mm-hmm. which I'm going to tell you, it takes two people to build a house, to make a family, the husband and the wife. Those two people have to work together. And if those people do not work together, not only do those two people suffer, but the children suffer. Everything suffers. There has to be order and there has to be balance. Mm -hmm. And that's why I tell a lot of people, men and women, definitely young women, if you want to pursue a man, and if you're looking for someone consistent, if you want someone to be your forever, to be your soulmate, to be your husband, do not look for a part-time man. Look for a man who will sustain you for life. And I'm not talking about, about yeah, you know, you have to be attracted to that man, ladies. Don't get me wrong. You need to be attracted. Something has to be in your tummy. You know, <laughs> you have to be feeling all tingly. Yeah. <laughs> That has to happen. Trust me. I don't, I'm not saying go out there and marry Quasimodo now. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Okay, ladies. All right. All right. Don't marry all right. Quasimodo. Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking? Don't marry somebody ugly. Don't marry somebody ugly. And I try to be nice about it now. <laughs> don't marry Shrek. Don't marry a Shrek. You know? Well, I mean... But there has to be some if, cute... If Shrek there has becomes to be some, your Prince Charlie... No, 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 hold up now. Hold <laughs> up, hold about, up, hold up. Wait, are you talking about an ugly face or an ugly soul? Both! <laughs> oh my god! I'm done! I'm gonna let you talk. I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. Go ahead. Listen, ladies. I'm, listen, ladies. my nails. You know what... Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> there has to be something that attracts you to him. He has to make you laugh. He has to do something that none of these other men have ever done before. And it's, it cannot always be. I mean, ladies, listen, I guarantee you a lot of you women can point out a man 
and you could say, oh, he's attractive, but he's an asshole. He's an asshole. <laughs> and a lot of women will just, you know, deal with that because maybe they have a low value system and they'll just take that because they low, they have low self-esteem. But then there's also a lot of women that maybe he's not the most attractive guy, but he makes them laugh. He treats them unbelievable and he may not be the most attractive but how his soul is how he does things how he yeah, works about how he of the soul, not how, face. how he does things how he treats you if you have kids how he treats your kids that will make you fall in love with him way more than <laughs> if he had some some abs and you know a big you know what or a you know yeah yeah or, or a lamborghini <laughs> Or, you know, a big sausage. No, oh you know, my God. Talking. Okay. Rogue Radio will be right back after this message. Cue the advertisement. Okay, what about what happens to the children if they do have, like, compared to, uh, like, if a child has a good home and then a child that has a bad home or a bad, bad parent? Good question. Good question. Because I've had a lot of friends that have, uh, one of my best friends actually, like, you know, his mom and dad were, like, the probably the most perfect parents ever. Actually, me and my wife are, they're kind of like, we call them our spiritual parents and they're like the best thing ever. Like, I mean, I wish I was raised by them. And again, they're not perfect, but they 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 set standards. And he turned out to be a great young man. Actually, he's one of my best friends, and he really cares for people dearly. And he was really raised right. Um, one of the best things I can say about a person who was raised in a home with two parents and was raised the right way is that they're still not perfect they're still gonna have their issues don't get me wrong because mm-hmm. no one's perfect of course we know that but let me tell you what they will have <clears throat> here we go they will have respect they will have respect to, for, for for adults for elderly people mm-hmm. i'm not I'm, I'm talking about if you see an elderly person at the door they'll open the door for them Nowadays. They'll treat them good. Nowadays, a lot of these young kids. No, nowadays you see a kid throwing a brick or knocking out an old man because of some sort of TikTok challenge. And I guarantee you, guess what? They didn't have a father in the home. I almost guarantee you. Or a father that's present. Or oh, here, now here we go. Here's a good. Th- thank you, babe. Here's a good one. What happens with the father that is present in the home? Well, that's not present. That's not, not. That's not present in the home. Compared to a father that is present in the home, but don't pay him no attention. You can still have a father, but is he abusive? Is he yes, neglectful? Yes. Is he um, an alcoholic? You know? Right. You have all these fathers that may be present in the home, but are they giving that child the necessary attention that they need? Wow. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> That's good. But again, like you see in the good side and then the bad side of what what it can be when you don't have a good structure in the home and then there's a lot of children that experience divorce you know and that's probably hard too you know you have you grew up when thinking your parents are in, in love and they're the most great parents in the world 
<clears throat> then you find out they separated and that can be hard on children too definitely like if they're at a young age and they don't understand that and you know that can I'm, I, i've never experienced that side of it but i can only imagine like that would be very different so and very strange hate about like s- split up parents like parents that are either split up or they're divorced is that they use their kids as leverage that's the one thing that irks me to the core yeah leave your children out of your problems because that's going to make your kids not want to be around you they are going to either try their best not to have an opinion to stay out of the issue or they are going to be completely wounded because you are using them as an instrument instead of caring for them as a child so you better yeah. stop it yeah that 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 is yeah i never got that i never understood that because if i feel like if if you have a child and you love that child don't use that child for a, a leverage piece just to get even with someone or a family member. That's the most evilest thing you can do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, I, I hate that. That's 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 I'm ridiculous. About that, I've seen that happen in my family. I've seen that happen in um, a lot of. I have, I've seen it many times in my life, and it, I just want to go up to them and slap them like, "Stop! You cannot do that." Your child has an opinion, your child has a mind, your child knows probably a whole lot more of what's going on than you do. You just don't give your child credit enough. Yeah. And again, you know, there's a, I was reading this article the other day, oh, probably a month ago, the other day, (laughs) probably a month ago, and it was about about how most from the age of one to five years old so from one to five years old they were saying that those are the years that depending on the structure of the house that you grew up in of the things that you've heard the people that are in your life that atmosphere that you're in is most likely what you will become and it really struck like the uh, struck a chord in me like struck a nerve in me because i'm like wow so you mean to tell me through them five years of you becoming you know a toddler until you know to going through uh kindergarten like them were the years that your mom your father those are the things when you learn your ABCs, when you learn how to walk, when you do all these things, when you actually are whatever is around you and whatever, who, however, who, who's raising your parents, who's around you, what they're saying, what they're whispering into your ear, what seeds they're planting in your head. They're actually forming you into something in that exact environment. So whatever you're around, the people you're around, you're ultimately going to become that. Become that. That's why you see a lot of times when when kids do the same thing that their mother used to do or their father used to do because it's not the fact that, that they have their DNA, which it's some of it is, but it's also what they've heard from they've what they've been taught from when they were one to five. And it just gets right into their into their 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 just very being, and it's so hard. It's it's like a habit because mm-hmm. they've seen it all their lives. So, and, and it's so hard to break that. Yeah. And the one thing I don't know if you covered this. I I went out to get some water, but uh, 
one thing I know that your best friend who has kids, you know, um, he wants to teach his kids how to love, you know, like show them love from one to five and then discipline them once they're getting older. And cause that's an interesting take on parenting. Um, because I feel like when I was a kid, I was disciplined a lot. I was told no all the time and didn't know why. And I feel like when your kid is between one years old to five years old, they need to learn to explore the world. They need to learn to learn things and find out what they like, um, who they are, I guess. Um, as a child to keep that innocence and then by the time they're six to ten you're starting to give them discipline and give them that um, structure in their life. Am I wrong? You're absolutely right. Okay. Um, yeah. Another thing when it comes to that one to five kind of bracket in between those ages and you need to show how much you love your spouse one thing that me and my husband have kind of said like when we have kids we want to be able to show each other love in front of our kids we want to be able to kiss each other and hug each other and let them know that it's okay to show that love to you know their brothers and sisters like oh i love you bro and hug them and stuff and protect them you know yep yep, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and yeah um because i feel like i don't know how the household is now i know there's many different lifestyles now in 2021 and that's i don't really have much of an opinion of that <laughs> i mean i do <laughs> but you know i'm talking about the godly home and when I see a mother and a father loving their children and also loving each other that's an incredible recipe for a good uh, home structure that's just how it is that's how God intended it to be Um, just like it says in the Bible you know um, what's it say babe Wives submit to your husbands, husband love your wives. That's a form of worship to God. If a woman is able to take care of the kids and be that master of the atmosphere in the home, and of course you're allowed to get a job. I've heard so many preachers, crazy headed preachers say, women aren't supposed to get jobs. Go, girl, go get your job. Go work, it's fine. There's two uh, forms of like income in the family. You're awesome. You're golden. Go ahead and do it. But as far as a mother, mother can work. She can work from home. She can do whatever. I'm saying that you, when you are able to recognize your responsibility as a wife, as a nurturer, as that master of the atmosphere, as that person that sets up the home in order for the husband to be able to provide and help and protect and love. 
as well. That, those two people, those parents, are the best example for the kids to grow up for. Like, those are the best examples for a kid. Like, oh, I want to be like mom when I grow up. I want to be like dad when I grow up. That's amazing. You want to hear that from your kids, don't you? And another thing. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, um, which this is like my three points. This is more like two and three. Um, so number two is going to kind of go with three. But I've also seen a lot of people or a lot of children who've been in like, you know, foster care, um, who, who've had no parents at all be the amazing parents ever and establishes themselves. And because they didn't have that, they fight for it even harder. Um, and then, and they, they, they want to be like the father that they never had or the mother. And then you also have where, uh, children who did have both parents go crazy and buck wild. And, you know, there's like no explanation for it whatsoever. Um, so, you know, I, I really believe, yes, you have to have a good structure in the home. It has to be a good structure. But one thing I've learned is that when it comes to children, um, I don't have any children yet, but I already know that they're going to make their own choices and it's your job to raise them up as they should go. But at some point you have to allow them to make their own choices. Now, are, are those choices? Are they going to upset? Are they going to upset you sometimes? Are you going to be frustrated? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, but you have to hope that they'll always come back to that foundation of how you, how they were taught, how they were raised. Um, and just, you know, give it to God, you know, give it to God and pray and hope that those, those children come back to what they know. Um, but like I said before, there's a lot of people that, you know, come out from foster care and end up getting a job and working and building a life for themselves. And those are the ones that I really, really, really root for because if you look, a lot of those kids that are in foster homes, do you know like how they've been beaten, mistreated, molested, all that stuff, and for them to fight through it and then still get a, a go to go go to school and get their degree and and work and get a good job and, and get married and do and do the right thing, though that is. Man, listen, that is amazing, amazing. And if there's anybody listening who has been through that and who was doing that, I congratulate you. I applaud you. Keep fighting and keep going. Keep going. Because if no one else has ever told you, I'm proud of you. Keep going. Um, and you know, one of the greatest things about, about this country is that, you know, everyone says, you know, the American dream, you know, have, you know, get married, have kids 
get a good job, have the white picket fence life. But really, what I've come to realize is like, as long as you find somebody that you that you love and that you can be with to build a family with and to establish something, I don't care if we're living in a hut. If, if, if the love's there, then it's there. It don't matter. What are you doing? My crazy wife. She, she threw the water bottle in the garbage trying to act like she's a basketball and I, player. I and she knocked over stick. the instant the incense stick. And I put it in the trash oh, instead. Oh, God. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry. Yeah. Married life. See, you gotta love him, gotta love him and laugh him through and laugh through it. But anyways, I hope you guys have really uh liked um what I've had to say and um about the family structure and about what children go through mentally and because I really got I really guys I really want you to understand like how important it is to do the things or do things right um especially if you have kids and it's it's so important that they know you know the right structure of how things are supposed to go um but wife you have anything to say yes sir um we have not neglected the the mental impact that it, it has on children when it comes to certain families uh in the home um to make it quick, um, I'm a recovery coach. I've seen a lot of, um, you know, clients. I can't say too much, but I've I've worked with people, and they all have different, you know, they all have different walks of life, and everybody has their own experiences. And I have noticed that my husband is going to play Madden while I do this. But, okay, I'll give you some examples. If you have a mother and father that argue and verbally abuse each other, that can make the child very frustrated, very frightened. It can give them anxiety, depression, and sometimes even bipolar disorder. Um, I know this can be very controversial. I just don't believe that a mental illness is something that's just hereditary or it's just something that you're born with. It's not something that you can just catch. And I, I just don't believe that. And, you know, if you get offended by it, it's fine. A child who may have been molested in the family, it doesn't necessarily have to be the mother or the father. We see um, that they're socially behind sometimes. And I'm not saying that all children are like this when they're shy. Of course not. But I will say that these are the characteristics that we see. That some kids that are molested, you know, they are very closed in. They're not very social. They're shy. Um, they may have mental issues such as OCD, depression, um, anxiety disorder. It just depends on the child and what they've experienced. If the child has, you know, neglecting parents, that child doesn't have a lot of structure, which means that child may have anger issues later in life because they 
kids need that obedience in their life. They need that structure, that discipline in their life. Because if there are no boundaries, then there's no one to say, hey, that's wrong. And they may be able to, um, you know, get into drugs, drinking, um, sexual uh, activity, all of this stuff. And that can also just go into many other different plethoras of things because there is no structure in the home. It just all comes down to what you do affects other people and what you do in the home affects your children as well. Probably a lot more than you think. But that's the segment. I'll see, we'll see you in the trenches later next time. All right, bye bye.